and welcome to Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About. I am Amanda Lauren, and I am with my co-host, Allie Levine. Hey, hey, hey. And we are on the line with the very glamorous Tabitha Mir. Yes, Dr. Tabitha Mir, who is a celebrity skincare physician, host of the amazing Glamour podcast, and former reality star of the Emmy Award-winning Bravo TV show. Hi, love. Hi, ladies. How are you? Greetings from New York. <laughs> yes, we're missing New York. We're good. How are you? Oh, we're great. We just had a siren go by and it's really hot and humid here today. So I'm loving this weather. I love it. I bet. Oh my God, a siren. I, that I don't miss. You remember last time having someone I was visiting and I was with you and we went, I think, to like Starbucks or something and we were trying to talk and the whole time it was just sirens. <laughs> You know what's funny is I don't think I hear them anymore. I, um, I, my family, when I grew up, like, I don't hear them. So we had a house in Michigan. I grew up, you know, before I moved to New York. And one day, a uh, siren came down the road in, like, this lake community in Michigan, and everybody was, like, freaking out. And I literally didn't even hear it because it was, like, being in New York. And everyone was like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm just so used to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, look, I, I get it. I'm originally from New York City, and mm-hmm. my building now in L.A., it's on a really loud block. And, like, people will be like, oh, do you hear the sirens? And I'm like, not really. Like, unless there's a car accident, that's, like, the only time I hear it. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, the, the fire truck fight, that just doesn't get ever, you can never get used to that. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, that, th- this is true. Um, congratulations to the two of you on your podcast. I know what that's like. Thank you, my love. Thank we love you. your podcast, and we're yes. so honored and excited to have you on today. Thank you so much. Of course. I'm, um, I, I had Allie, I had you on, like, in December. You hadn't had your baby yet. Now, what, she's, like, four months old now? Wow. I'm insane. She'll be four months this Friday. I'm kind of tripping out about it. I'm not going to lie. So I got like, a question for you, girl yeah. to girl, woman to woman. All right. Are you still wearing your yeah. maternity clothes? Are you still wearing your maternity jeans? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I started ditching them by like month two. Not going to lie. Like the first month, half, two months was brutal. I kept saying Amanda when we were podcasting, I was like, don't judge me. I'm in my maternity clothes and I'm in like, and I didn't judge her. No, she did not. And in short, said like, just now like, I judge her. <laughs> like, total <laughs> and like, I was just like, I couldn't even because long story short, like I had an unexpected, you know, C-section. And so my scar alone, like the incision was so uncomfortable and so painful. Yeah. I could barely yeah. wear anything against it. I had no idea that was going to be my reality. So that was mm-hmm. something I had to really deal with and process. So honestly, like I was really kind of living in that and like just comfies up until like maybe like a month, month and a half ago, because I just didn't feel comfortable. Like, and I just, you know, and like my body wasn't where I wanted to be. I have slight diastasis rect. T-rectile. I never know how to help. Yeah, diastasis. It's basically when your stomach pouches out because the muscles are still split. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, they don't put pills on stuff. <laughs> yeah, no one tells me about this stuff. My sister is like, she's a doctor, and she's like, we need to have a book called What You Don't Expect When You're Expecting. <laughs> uh, straight up, I love that. You should, 100%. You'd be yeah. a millionaire. People, like, I, seriously, I told you that. I'm like, the reason I've been so honest on my social media is not just for my own, but for everybody else following me, because I feel like as an influencer, like I need to be real about this because so many moms, no offense, no shade to any moms, but like when I follow them, I'm so inspired and amazed by them. And I'm like, Oh my God, look at her doing this. Oh my God, look at her doing that. But she never says like, Oh, and then this happened. Oh, and then this was crazy. And I'm like, but that does happen because it can't just be me and it can't just be the moms I know. So I feel like 
you know, being that real, it's like, okay, yeah, she's smiling here and we look amazing. But like two seconds later, she had tantrums, spit up was all over me. I was covered in poop. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's, just, it's the reality, you know? So I feel like it's well, just important. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like uh, Cardi B, who just had her baby, um, yeah. was talking about how she really, uh, she, she had to back out of a concert with Bruno Mars. She's like, I really underestimated how mentally and physically exhausting this whole mommy thing is. So I really appreciate yeah. that because that's, I think that's real. Um, it is and especially real. like with, yeah. And especially like with me, with what, um, you know, the, the things that I do for a living being in the beauty industry, skincare physician, um, cosmetic dermatology you got all these celebrities coming out and they have a baby and two seconds later, they're like tight. Like they never had anything yes, done. And, and, and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? And I was telling to Amanda, I'm like, I mean, you know, no offense to, you know, like princess Kate, but like the pictures, like five hours after she gave birth and she's standing was there hilarious. smiling and like waving this dress. I'm like, Okay, I know she's a glam squad. Wait, like, I, I know heard that like, she was never... Okay, wait, do you guys know? I read this somewhere that she was never actually pregnant, that she wore ooh, a fake Kate Middleton? Beyonce, Come and on. someone else was her oh, wait, wait, you're talking I about who? Kate Middleton. Kate Middleton. Oh, no way. I never heard that. I didn't hear I that heard either. that about that's, Beyonce. That's, that's news as of this morning to me. You didn't hear that? I <laughs> no. feel like you, that was like right after you had a baby, but no. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere now. I don't know if it's true or not, but that would explain why. This is true. But like, seriously, well, she, she, she's also she looks really amazing. tall and she's really thin, yeah. you know? Well, how are you so. standing? I was telling Amanda to have some, like, even in a regular birth, like, even if you didn't have a C-section and you just had vaginal, you're still in pain. Like, you're still, like, messed up. How are you standing five hours later, waving, smiling, like, looking fabulous? Like, honestly, like, good for her, but it's kind of depressing for me to see that. Yeah, and you, but you know what? I also look at it like this. She probably has this mental thing where she, you know, she's like, okay, let's gear up. You know, like mentally, she knows she's got to do it. So she gets herself ready. And, you know, women are tough. If they know they got to do something, they're going to do it. You know? It's true. It's like very if true. You knew, yeah. If you knew you had to stand in front of freaking the world after giving a baby, I would be like, mm-hmm. okay, guys, let's push this thing out and please put my lashes <laughs> on right after. <laughs> right. So true. So true. Oh my God. Yeah. No, uh, I know what you mean though. But <laughs> no, haven't you guys also noticed that being pregnant and pregnancy used to be like, um, like a safe zone for women and now women are getting fat shame for being pregnant. Like, I, yep. yeah, it's nuts. It's ridiculous. Fat shamed. And then afterwards, like, like I, I've noticed even on my social, like people will say things like on my stories, like, well, maybe, you know, like you shouldn't be like wearing that because like your stomach's bulging. And I'm like, F you. Oh I just God. have a baby. Like it's like, like my body went through hell and back. And especially for me and other women that have gone through C-sections, like I labored for 30 hours natural. And then like went through a C-section after, like basically did both. You have like, arrested the, uh, you didn't dilate or you didn't boot and come down is that why you had to have a c-section uh, i dilated and i got to like basically nine centimeters and i was like ready to go and she just wasn't coming and she uh. kept dropping but like wasn't dropping all the way into the canal and they were just like yeah no this isn't good like this is twice now she's in the canal and like she's not coming like we're yeah. no longer comfortable so it was yeah. uh you know unfortunately it was like okay well then i guess i'm going to the or and me being the stubborn woman that I am, like, I was like, no, I want to keep pushing. I want to keep pushing. And my husband, Justin had to turn to me and go, Allie, we've done this for this long. Like it's been 40 plus hours. Like, don't you just want to meet her at this point? Like, I know you want 
but how you want it. I know you want a vaginal. Like I know all these things. And like, you've been a warrior and you went natural for so long, but like now it's about us like becoming a family and meeting our baby. And I think if he hadn't had that pep talk with me, honestly, I probably would have kept going until they literally told me like, you're done. Babe, you'd be pushing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. There's, oh, there's a baby still in it for four months. Like, what's Allie doing? Oh, she's still pushing. She's still pushing. (laughs) But it's true, though. I think you should do that book because I tell Amanda all the time, I'm like, nobody told me, like, like breastfeeding. Like, everyone's, oh, it's a magical journey. No, it's not. It's freaking hard. There's so many, like, depressing moments. There's so much you have to worry about. Breastfeeding's blind. You don't know what they're getting. You don't know if they're eating. Like, there's just so much with moms. I feel like everyone just kind of, like, shh, like doesn't talk about. And I'm like, why not? Like, it, it's so important. Just like everything else that gets talked about. Are you there? We might've lost her. Oh. I think. Yeah. But it shows her, but it doesn't show her name. That's weird. Let me text you know what? She, we probably got cut off. Really? Doesn't this sound great? See, okay. So if you're listening Guys, to this, cause I'm, I'm here. Oh, <laughs> she is. I was, I, I was saying her audience. What's happening. Yeah. I'm here. Sorry about that. The magic of podcasting. This is yeah, what it's really what like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you were just like, like you're just gone. But I was saying like, don't you think like, it's crazy how everyone like, you know, like shushes everything. And it's like, it really needs to be out there. And I'm sure you, you know, being in skin and being a guru and, you know, esthetician and cosmetology and all these things, you see so much of this stuff. Like what's your take on it? Why is it so like everyone's so quiet about everything? Well, I mean, I love that you said that um, I'm in, you know, the skincare business, but I really feel like I I went to medical school, became a physician. So I got to see all of it. And a lot of what I do is not just skincare, but procedure based. So no liposuctions and all of these facelifts and all of these things that we're talking about. And, um, you know, I think that people are just, if they're shamed, no matter what they do, if you want to get something done and it makes you happy and you have a good head on your shoulders and it can make you live a better, happier, you know, um, life in terms of how you feel about yourself, then you shouldn't let anybody shame you into doing it. Um, and that being said, if you want no part of it, then have no part of it. But I don't know why we all criticize each other. That's what I have a problem with. You know, like, um, uh-huh. I'm a friend and I've, I've interviewed a lot of these ladies on the housewives and I saw Jacqueline Larita at a party once and she had just been on watch what happens live. And I remember, you know, the more you get on these shows, the more you kind of like, you see these ladies kind of like boobs are done, noses are done. You know, they, they look a little bit more refined. And um, when you see Andy Cohen being like, Hey, what'd you guys have done? And I remember thinking she's trying to like shame them. I don't know if he is, but by asking Jacqueline on that sh- on the show what she had done, I felt it put her in a really awkward and embarrassing position. And this was like years ago before everybody was like, hey, I got this, I got that. And people were still denying it. <laughs> and I saw her at an event. I was like, Jacqueline, I said, don't you let anybody bully you because you got work done. I feel like it's an okay form of female bullying. If you get something done and you want it done and you got it done through all the correct channels, the correct position, you have a good head on your shoulders, you had a great outcome, why should you be bullied for it and criticized for it? And most of these critic comments come from other uh, women, you know? So most of the shaming in general come from other women. The, the worst, I really have a big problem with this because I think we need to stop 
I don't know. I just have a very big issue with women attacking other women for no reason. Agreed. Well, I mean, if there's a the reason is because the re- the reason is because they're unhappy and miserable. I can tell you yeah. what I've received a lot of these kinds of comments. I pay them no attention because what kind of person do you have to be to make comments like that? Like to yeah, take actual. Me. I have to say time. something. Huh? <laughs> what? I said you're better than me. I have to say something. Like when people do things like that now, like I don't, I don't say anything nasty back, but I'm just like, oh, okay, positive, like positive vibes. You know, you're being blocked. Like I just kind of let them know, like I see you because I think it's important because it's like again, social media, you know, is such a, a filter and you only get little glimpses of people's lives and you only really get to see what you think, you know, but you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. And it's this like filtered place. And it's like, people feel like it's okay then to say what they want, but if they were at your face, no, I, think, I think it's, I think when you respond to somebody who's being negative, you're giving them validation and attention. That's what I think. And yeah. um, there's no, a housewife. Yeah, there was a housewife specifically um, who was on one season of The Housewives, and she lives in L.A. I live in New York, and I used to wake up in the morning and check Twitter, and she'd be tweeting. And mind you, New York's three hours ahead, so she was three hours earlier. And then I'd go to bed at night, and she was still tweeting. And most of the time, she was tweeting at people who were saying really awful things to her. So when I interviewed her, I was like, listen, you need to stop engaging. Stop trying to convert people. People are attacking you because you're because it makes them feel good to get responses from you. Stop responding. You know, so I right. get what you're saying, Allie, but most of the times I feel like it's just people saying mean things um, because, and also there was this one girl, she was on Married to Medicine, doctor, and it was her ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends who were attacking her, like losers. Oh you know what God. I mean? Wow. What kind of a, no, kind of a loser do you got to be? Huh. Right. No, you're hundred percent right. As far as giving validation. I think for me, it's like the way I see it. And also now be having a different hat on being a new mom. I like get petrified, yeah. for like, you know, my, my daughter on social media down the road. And it's like, yeah. I look at it and I'm like, you would have to have so much more balls to walk over to someone and be a bully. And sure. Some people are, but chances mm-hmm. are most of those people won't go up and do that to you. Now it's all online because they feel like I can hide behind a screen not. and then walk away. It happened to me really Like, so I've been dealing, I have a fractured spine and I haven't been able to work out as much as I want to. And I took Uh a picture of me in like no makeup or very little makeup. My roots Mm -hmm. were like bad after yoga to just like inspire people and to be strong and to give, you know, my followers sort of an update as to where I am. And I was Mm -hmm. at this, I go to this place called Playlist and they have a really cool neon sign. Someone like commented that I was ugly and I literally just like, I blocked them. I didn't want to engage with them, but this was the joke of it. They didn't even have a profile picture. They never do. Yeah. They never do. They never do. And it's just like, and you know what? I, it was not the best picture of me, but Playlist like reposted it. So clearly it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't bad at all. It was just like Tamison said it was they were feeling insecure, upset, and, and they went after you. It's hard. Well, you remember I'm stripped. Remember how much I got attacked? Oh my god! Like I was yeah. Amanda was like constantly like on my social, like yelling at people because <laughs> I was getting so upset. And so she, being like my good friend, was like jumping on comments. I was like, you don't even know her. Like, knock it off. But and it's like, who has time for this? I don't even have time to like post. Right. Half the I know. And I mean, it well, was like, I just so- think that people that monitor other people's social media have some, some kind of psychosis going on. You know what I mean? Like if you're trolling people, 
you need psychiatric help, <laughs> you know, totally. but, um, yeah. Allie, I told you way before you started, you know, remember you came to um, New York and I was like, just be careful of the Twitter. I didn't seem to say be careful. I, I said, just, I told you, I said, I know. Yeah. I said, you're going to be naked in front of the world. <laughs> like I'm pretty fit. I bend over. I got a pooch. You know what I'm saying? And so I, 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 you know, and that's me wearing clothes. And so, um, I'm just saying, like I told you, I was like, you got to just make sure, get yourself mentally prepared for the onslaught of nasty people who have some kind of psychotic problem to to comment and just take care of that. Don't engage. And I don't know. Do you think that helped you? You know what? I don't know if it helped me, but with some people, it made me feel like I'm making you aware that you're being a nasty person. I agree with you. Some people probably gave them total validation. A few people did message back and just say like, Oh, I didn't expect you to respond. And I'm like, Oh, so since I responded, like, will you now stop being an asshole? Like, no, you know, now that like, you're human. Now that yeah, you're human, yeah. and I'm no longer just this face on social or someone you saw on Bravo. Like now will mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? So I agree with you. You're hundred percent right. You shouldn't feed into it and you probably are validating a lot. But to me, in some circumstances and with my like new mom hat on, I kind of feel like people need to stop looking at social media as like, oh, it's just someone I follow. Oh, it's just someone that I'm, I'm looking at and then I can say what I want. No, that's a person on that screen. Each one of those people are someone, whether you know them or not, they're someone's, you know, daughter, they're someone's son, they're someone's friend. Like, you know, it, but it's like we need to be a better community. Right. I just still firmly agree that the way you do that is by living a best life and not engaging. Um, if somebody was coming after your daughter, then yeah, you rip them apart. But, um, I just, I just think that you're right. We all should be better about this. It's, uh, it's something that we just have an easy way. You know what? Uh, social media shows you all the worst of humanity. It can. Mm -hmm. It really, really does. And I also think it has to do with how you consume it because it's so funny. It's, Like I always say to my mom, you know, I would probably like really not be on social media if my job were different because I don't really care. Like to me, it's just like a business. And then I'll see people like posting so many things and I'm like, oh God, who cares? And then I feel weird. Like I posted a cute picture on Facebook last night and Uh I felt so weird about it, but I just thought you (laughs) saw it. It was like a 70s style picture that my husband took of me and I'm like, oh, this is so thirsty. No, it was cute. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I just feel like the, the whole language and the whole like way everybody looks at everything nowadays, it's like everyone's so like, uh, like uh, obsessed with like afraid of being judged or this or that. And I think like you said, have something comes from like that negativity in social media. And I agree with you. Like you do have to live like your own good life and like kind of walk away from it. And I'm very thankful for like Justin for that, because like what you saw, like with stripped, like he is just so real and so honest. And he was just like, he, you know, and he just told me, he's like, why give a shit? Like, just like, just be you and like own you and focus on us and this and that. And he's, he's really good about that. Even now when I have like breakdowns, like I had like a little mini anxiety thing last night and I was crying and he was like, you look fine. Like you're being hard on yourself because you still don't look how you want to look right now because of giving birth. Like you need to chill, like, you you know, and it's like, sometimes you need that. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think that just, uh, you know, the, the, the fact is we all, um, with, with social media, just, you just have to, it's not even about us. I get worried about like 
the kids now, like when your daughter starts using, like, you know, when we were in school, we could actually go home on a Friday and if anything was going on with, with your Uh friend, you know, everybody had that experience in middle school and high school where their friends who are their friend circle. There was always that one moment in school where they ganged up on you for whatever reason, or they were mad at you and everybody, but you could go home on a Friday and turn it off for the weekend. They just don't have that chill anymore. No, you don't. Not at all. And And that's scary. It's very scary. I know. And it's like, I mean, like the other day I was telling Amanda, like, you know, I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups, like most of us. And this mom posted one of the mom groups and she was like, yeah. And she was like, you know, mama bear came out and she didn't blame her. And she was like, posts like this screenshot. And she's like, my daughter is being attacked in middle school by this girl. And this girl created an account about her and I can't get Instagram, take it down. And I'm flipping out. My daughter's like super upset. Doesn't want to go to school today. So I like wrote Instagram myself and screenshot it and put on my stories. And I was like, this needs to come down. This is exactly what's wrong with the social media community and Instagram at Instagram. And was like, there should not be allowed. You should not be allowed to post a picture of someone else, a young girl, like you're saying in school. And then all these photos of her and making fun of her on every photo and having other kids gang up and write comments on those photos. Like that's wrong. And that night I got an email from Instagram saying, thank you. That account's been taken down. Thank you for making us aware in the community. And I felt like, okay, like I'm so glad that like at least one post came down. I'm sure this happens all the time, but I was just happy to see like them do something for once. And the oh, mom they, was like, they never do any, they, no. they don't do anything. No, they don't. And Twitter, I think is actually far worse. Oh, they are, oh Twitter, 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 really bad. Twitter gets away with murder yeah, in my yeah. opinion. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, it's true. It's, you know, but like, so on that note, Tabitha, I'm like, like, you know, you being like, you know, a doctor and like skin seeing all these things, like, you know, everyone keeps talking about like self care and how important it is. Like, so yeah. going from something like this, you know, and thinking about like how you do have to take care of yourself and self-care, how do you self-care and like, what do you, you know, recommend and like tips to others who are looking for that self-care in different ways? Well, uh, self-care is a really interesting word because I do like it a lot. Um, I think that the first thing is just, you've got to take time to yourself, no matter what, what that is. You know, a lot of women, especially new mothers, don't take time out for themselves. You know, they don't work out because God forbid they leave their baby. And I don't mean to sound, you know, rude. No, you're shut me out because, but like, they don't want to leave their baby for five minutes or they don't want to go get their nails done. Or they don't want to get a wax. How do you have it? It's a hashtag mom guilt. I'm guilty of it. It's serious mom guilt. And, you know, in order for you to be able to provide, you know, happiness and fulfillment to your family, you got to be happy and fulfilled. So self-care means taking time out for yourself. And and that doesn't need to be a week in the Bahamas by yourself. That could just be like one hour a day where you can do whatever you want, even if that's sitting in the bathroom eating potato chips, you know, um, <laughs> you got to You got to take time out for that. And I think that guilt is one of the, like, the, unless you can learn from your guilt and move forward, if you just sit in guilt all the time, you don't actually progress in life. All you do is, sit around, um, worrying, you know? So I think that's the number one thing. Um, taking time out for yourself is, is important. Um, just to recharge. Right. Absolutely. Um, so obviously, you know, like we have so many questions with skincare, but what would be like changing up the subject? What would be like some tips you have for us right now? What are some of your favorite products? Yeah. And and also like, what are some things for summer? 
Well, I think I'm a really huge fan of two things for the summer, sunblock and self-tanner. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I can tan pretty quick. I've got the melanin for it, but I also know the damage it can cause to your skin. And also just the way the climate's changing, there's just more incidences of skin cancers out there and melanomas in younger and younger people. So I'm a huge fan of like getting a good self-tanner and getting a good um, sunblock. Pacifica, um, which is a great uh, beauty company, actually they're found in Target. They have a really great spray SPF 30 that's also a self-tanner. So you can knock two things out of the ballpark, you know? Um, you yeah. can get a right, really nice bronzy glow and then you can get a nice little self-tan from it. I also find that it's really hard for women of color um, or if you're getting a tan or if you have a self-tanner that you're wearing to find a sunblock without um, that ashy, um, look to it. Um, and right now I've been really loving Elizabeth Arden has a really great sunblock called city smart and it's a SPF 50 and it, you know, you can, and I like the higher sunblock. It's really, really moisturizing. You know, you don't have to wear sunblock and moisturizer separately. Like those days are long gone. You know, you can find yeah. a really great moisturizer with sunblock in it. And the Elizabeth Arden Provage one is pretty amazing. Um, on the cheaper end of the spectrum, Elf um, Cosmetics has a that. really, really great um, face SPF, and they have a primer that's an SPF 50 and a face moisturizer that's SPF 15. I think it's like 10 bucks. So wow. there's really no excuse. Um, Getting a little bit of sun, you know, is, is understandable. Everybody wants that color. But, you know, when you're pushing into July and August, you've been in the sun like 30, 60 days, you gotta, you gotta cover that up with some sunblock. So get a little self tan action. Another really, really great product for self tanning that I'm obsessed with is Jergens. They have an amazing, um, daily, like a natural glow and it's like a firming body lotion and it's, a, it's not sticky. Like I went camping in Maine last week with my boyfriend and um, his kids and I was able to I put this on every body. single day. You saw that, right? I mean, it's yeah. not so, it sounds so rough. We had a great time. Um, but I was able to put this stuff on every single day, hydrate, it firms and it gives you a little bit of a glow every day, you know? So stuff yeah. like that, SPF and self-tanner. SPF and self-tanner. Okay. That, those are good and, ones. And you know what? I'm, um, you know, in my forties. So I'm telling you, like people ask me now, they're like, Oh my gosh, like, how do you do it? How do you stay so gut young? Well, girls, I've been doing this since I was in my teens. Like I've been wearing SPF a long time. So it's working, you know? <laughs> so when, when somebody yeah. looks on me and they're like, when somebody is like, Oh, how old are you? Are you 32? I'm like, Oh, you're so sweet. Uh, it's, oh, it's all that, all those, all those years of SPF, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, girl, you do. I mean, you have gorgeous skin. I told you this when I was, you know, in with you talking about, you know, podcasts, I was like, your skin is like hashtag goals. Like you would never know your age. You could totally lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah. Oh, and that's another thing too, you know, like, um, just being confident in who you are and, and just kind of finding things that you like to make your life easy, that give you the, the things that you need product wise. Like for example, like with the, the natural glow, with Jergens, it can moisturize, it hydrates, it's not sticky, and you get a little bit of firming and a little bit of tanning. I mean, what lady doesn't want that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I love, have you tried the Kula one at all? They have a serum that's also a uh-huh. self-tanner that I yeah, love. Kula's great. Kula's yeah, great. Kula's awesome. There's also like, like a paradise, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
Oh no, I was saying I, one of the products I like by Cool is a mineral BB cream because it's like tinted, yeah. so it gives you a little bit of color, but still feels nice. And then you know it has that SPF, so it's like a multitasker, yeah. like you were saying. Yep, I love those like tinted moisturizers that have SPF are amazing. Yeah, um, they are. Philosophy, they're, they're... Philosophy has a bunch now. It's their Hope in a Jar, and they come in all these different colors, and they're SPF 25. The only thing I don't like about it is the packaging. It's in a jar. I wish it was kind of in a tube because... Oh, I know. That means insane. Yeah. With, like, the yeah. germs. And I'm not even, like, a germ but I'm like, oh, this is just, like, an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, and it's so messy. So I actually, I really like that product, but I wish they put it in a tube instead of a jar. I like pumps. I can. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I love pumps too. They're just so a little bit easier to manage sometimes. Yeah. Except when yeah. you are at the end, and then I, I open, know, and then I open it, it, and like will spoon everything out with like a Q-tip because Literally, cause it's like stuck at the top. I know. I do it all the time. Just because that's who I am. I can't. <laughs> I can't really stop that. I bought this super cute little device on Amazon. It's like you know those silicone spatulas that you use for um, cooking. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Like, they make, like, this itty-bitty, teeny, tiny one with this long handle that you can use to scoop out the inside of, like, cosmetic products. Ooh. Yeah. Wow, and that's cool. I don't know, on Amazon. Yeah. It's really cool. Gotta love Amazon. Of, like, what don't they have? <laughs> I know. So you can, like, scoop it out. And I've used it for jars. I've used it for, like, you know, sometimes you open up a pump and um, can, you can scoop it in the bottom of the pump, too. It's kind of nice. There's always so much product left over. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, is there other things as far as like skincare or um, things we should know or you'd want to tell us or, you know, talk about like for our like listeners that is important that maybe people don't think about or something like you'd want to share that maybe we don't know, like something, you know, from Dr. Tabasome that maybe others don't know or something that is like important. I mean, uh, I really feel like um, the sunblock is always going to be important, and I, I want to repeat that because it really is the fountain of youth. There's no question. Um, I think another really cool thing is like, uh, you know, Allie, you're breastfeeding right now, right? Yes, I am. Okay. Do you use that lanolin, that purple stuff in a jar for your nipples if they get sore? I don't actually, um, I actually just use, um, co- co- coconut oil, um, or jojoba oil and it helps. And then I use these things called, um, silverettes that are like these natural silver. They literally look like little cups that go around your boobs. My husband keeps joking tits of steel. <laughs> mm, well, that's, and, that's a, that's another thing altogether. I was talking about the lanolin because you could actually use that on your lips and it's one of the uh, best, the best, the best, the best, like really and it's safe oh yeah it's lanolin i mean listen you put it on your nipple and your baby can breastfeed off your nipple um it's one of the best stuff wow it's super thick yeah and um and a lot of these higher end companies use a little bit of lanolin and they charge like 30 bucks for a tiny tube um you can just go buy it in the baby care section and use it on your lips um it's really thick and if you're in a cold weather climate it gets hard but um, it's one of the best stuff for your lips. So another thing uh, I want people to understand is like skincare for your lips as well as your scalp. Two places in the tops of your ears. Those are three danger places that we forget to protect in the summer. And it's really important to protect those. So just go grab one of those SPF sticks and remember to put that on your scalp, 
top of your ears and your lips. So those are pretty places that they don't age, they just burn, and they are high-risk areas for getting um, uh, burned as well as possible cancers, skin cancers, melanomas. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love you said that about lip skin care, because I think, I mean, I'm totally guilty. I don't think about that. So that's a really good tip. I, I'm always putting stuff. You but know, you're really good about your skin. Like I, you're, you're I'm like wearing sunscreen right now. You're, like you're the exception. In the car. Like, yeah. you're, like you're really, really, like you've made me be better about my skin. Like you've shown me products that you're like, this has SPF. You should use that. Well, it's just like, well, first of all, sunscreen like never really, as like you buy it at like a drugstore, never really feels good on your skin. Right. Like it just never feels right. Like, or like I would say on your face because I just use Trader Joe's sunscreen, which is really Alba. If anyone doesn't know that the Trader Joe's sunscreen is Alba repackaged um, on my body. And then on my face, I'm so picky and it's in so many products. It's like, it's in found It's like, we should just all be using sunscreen. It's in everything. Why are we not doing this? Right. Another no, cool true. thing is there's SPF powders, like an SPF oh, setting spray. Goop, oh, yeah, set, Goop has an SPF setting spray, so you can use that to set your makeup and has an SPF 50. You know, there's all of these spray-on powders, Peter Thomas Raw, Goop has one, Color Science. There's just no reason why you can't get the protection you need. It's not like you got to reapply a greasy cream on your face, you know, over yeah. your makeup anymore. Yeah. No, it's really smart. It's so true. That's a really good point. Um, so what new projects are you working on that you can tell us about? Well, I'm revamping my podcast. I'm taking a little time off to get that off the ground. Um, it's going to be back in full force, the new studio and all that with a big bang. I just needed to take time off because I'm also moving and I know you place. are. I've been seeing on your stories. Wait, where are you and moving? So, and my, well, okay. So I live in Union Square now, and I'm moving to Hudson Yards, and I'm going to have a roommate, my boyfriend. Yay! <laughs> yeah. So exciting. Yeah. So it's kind of a big deal. Like I really, you guys, I, I never really uh, thought of myself as somebody who was going to be doing this. Like I really thought I'd just be like in between New York and LA and wherever doing my own thing, but I, I'm happily in a relationship and it's going really great. So we're moving in together. Um, so but I am um, going to take a little time. And then I'm coming back with a really great project with a major hotel chain for a wellness center in the fall. And wow. I'm starting writing my book, um, oh my meeting God, with publishers. So cool. Yeah, What's the, the book, book is gonna, and that's pretty exclusive. Well, you know what? I am not writing a book, a dermatology book, because I think those are so lame and they get yeah. so boring to read. I, being like a high-profile celebrity doctor in Manhattan, have had so many high-profile patients over the years with the craziest stories. So I'm gonna write a book, basically based on that. It's gonna be you know, based on true stories, but the stories are going to be outrageous. It's going to be like sex in the city for a position kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, so working on that and, um, yeah, so got some things down the line. I mean, Allie knows, you know, you girls are the same. You got to hustle. Um, yeah, you can work the same nine to five job or, you know, I had a practice that uh, that I owned for a very, very long time. And one day I'm like, you know what? In order for me to do what I want to do for the rest of my life, I need to let go of things that I felt were weighing me down. And I really yeah, I can't tell you it's always been easy because it's not, but um, much more rewarding. And it's a yes. life that I want to live, you know? 
Absolutely. So true. And I love that you said that because like, you're so inspiring and people that follow you and, you know, know you from Bravo and, you know, from being like, you know, your amazing podcast and being a doctor and all these things. Again, they probably just like to them, it's like, oh, well, that's amazing. But like, they don't realize how much you hustled to get there, how you're still hustling everything you're doing. And Amanda and I always talk about that is like, you work so hard to live that best life, but people have no idea how hard you really are. How much work goes into it. And like that no one gets, like people think that people get like famous overnight and it's like, no, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. Or like successful overnight. Right. And it's like, I wish. No, you wish, but it's like, it's a real hustle. So good for you and yay for the boyfriend. Cause now like, you're really like getting to have it all. You know, it's funny. Uh, after I did my show, I would always be so irritated because the show was a dating show and it was a lot more dating focused than it was being a, an entrepreneur or a businesswoman, which I was kind of bummed about because I kind of came off that show being really like, although I was so grateful for the show, I felt like they didn't get to show any of us being professionals. And do you know that even after the show was over, sometimes people didn't even know I was a doctor? And, um, they kind of just thought uh, all of us were desperate to be, uh, in, you know, in a relationship. So after the show, I shunned dating for, I don't know, like two years. I'm not saying I didn't meet guys and hang out with guys, if you know what I mean. But, um, I was like, no. <laughs> and then all of a sudden this <laughs> happened and I, I really, uh, he asked me out. It took me a year to respond to him <laughs> and, um, but the timing is right. And, I think that uh, it's still, I think that women need to understand that being single is still pretty freaking amazing and that you shouldn't sit around waiting for someone to sweep you off your feet. You should go out and do and live an amazing life. And if the right guy comes along and you are in the right place in your life, it'll work out. But um, I wasn't sitting around waiting for a guy, you know, I was yeah. doing quite the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> well that's awesome I remember I remember when I saw you like back you know around Christmas time when uh strip premiered and I saw you in New York City and we were catching up and you were saying like you were kind of figuring out like where it was going to go and if it was going to become serious so I'm so excited to like hear this is all progressing and he's moving in yeah and you know a lot of it has to do with I really have to I mean women you got like Ali you guys both have really great amazing healthy relationships but I don't think a lot of women understand that it's work and um it, the oh, part of it is, it, it, yeah it's communication you know like I I, I the, being able to talk with somebody and being able to talk with them freely is is so nice and so wonderful and I don't know that I could have done this this way even five years ago you know so I would, I would recommend everybody not to sit around waiting for somebody to sweep them off their feet sweep your own self off your feet and then you'll attract the right person <laughs> no I, so true I, agree. I love you said that and Amanda and I talk about it all the time like you know we're both married we talk about how much work it is all the time we love our husbands but like it's a ton of work like marriage is oh work people God. just think like again with the whole filtered like fairy tale it's like yes don't get me wrong there's plenty of times where you're like oh my god this is a fairy tale and I love you and things are amazing there's plenty of times where like anything else in friendship and life like we're thinking shit and you're just like oh my god what am I doing and you have to just like push through and work and it's so true relationship there's so much work but you're right the healthiest kinds are the ones that communicate and like really make sure you're like doing right by one another. Yeah. And you know, I'm learning, I was learning about him. He's learning about me and it's still happening. And, um, mm-hmm. I hope it never stops happening, you know, it's learning about each other, but yeah, you know, I sit there and I, I, I was single and uh, on purpose, <laughs> 
Um, yeah. And, and I don't, I don't even like that word single because I, 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 I just think it's a bad word, but like, I think that all these girls sit around and they're like, Oh my God, I just can't wait until no, you can't wait until, because even when you get that until you're still going to find something to be miserable about, like then you're going to get the guy and then you're going to want to be married to him and then you're going to get married and you're going to want to have kids, you know, and et cetera, and et cetera. Stop all oh. that. Start being happy right now. So true. And you're 100% right. When you're that, like, that, that's such a good place to leave off. I know you have, I know you have to like go soon, but it's like, yeah. you, you do have to like be like happy and like happy with yourself. And once you find yourself and you find your own happiness and you're in a good place, that's when everything else falls into place. And that's not just with someone you're, that could be your significant other. That's your life. That's your job. That's everything. It's like when you find yeah. that place, that's when things really start happening. Um, yeah. is there anything- also letting go, letting go of your past baggage too. Otherwise that will drag you down and you won't ever be happy again. That know? is so true. It's such a good point. Yeah. yeah you do have yeah. to, and it's hard to do, but you do. Is there anything else to have that you want to share with us or you want to let our listeners know before we let you go? And when are you relaunching your podcast? Oh, well, I, I'm going to relaunch it in September. I kind of just needed the summer to just chill because yeah, I get a I lot of, I just, you know what I mean? <laughs> I wish so, we could do yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but. I don't, I, I have to take that all back. I'm not chilling. I'm working very hard um, <laughs> because all of this stuff needs to be done now for everything to be behind the scenes, like to be, to be launched. But you guys know what it's like when you have to get guests, make sure you tape every week and make sure your guests are on time. You know, that stress. I just needed to put a pause in, in all of that. So I could focus yeah. on, uh, everything restarting again in fall. So it's been kind of like a, a self, um, it's been a sabbatical for a few, for a few months. So I could get going on these other things like the book and moving in to a new place and this other project. So, uh, maybe I'll come back on in the fall and, and fill you in on everything new. <laughs> yeah. We can't wait to hear. That's so exciting. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And of thank course you. we'll put it in the show notes, but go ahead and plug your social as well. I'm uh, at Tabasum everywhere, T-A-B-A-S-U-M, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I use Instagram the most, um, so probably following that would be the All your stories for anyone listening because yeah. they're so much fun. <laughs> Thank you. And it was so nice talking to both of you. I wish you could be in person, maybe maybe in the fall when I come to L.A. Yeah, I know. Next cool. time I'm in New York, I'll let you know, and maybe I can do your show. That would be really oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Oh my God. And when you're out here, we'll have you on an yes. in, in, in real life. In IRL and <laughs> IRL. In IRL. Thank you. And as we always say, be fabulous. Bye. Caught them both. How to chain Fonda. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor. Work it out. Shake it, little mama. Let me see you do the chain.